Kevin Markwick.
That's Granddaddy. From the new LP, Last Place. I'm very sad to hear of uh, founding member Kevin Garcia's recent death at the age of 41. Gives you pause, doesn't it? Okay, here we go then. Hello, it's Kevin Markwick here again. Who can uh, believe it's been two weeks? Almost enough time to get used to a certain kind of tobacco. Thank you, Adrian, for another great show, of course. And on a packed show tonight, we've got music uh, from Talking Heads, Leo Sayer, strangely enough. Uh, Broken Social Scene, Ivor Cutler, The Real Kids. And we've got film music from Jerry Goldsmith, Harry Gregson-Williams, Jed Kurzel. And I've reintroduced the time tunnel concept. Calm yourselves. So I'm going to look back at a certain year, see what films we were playing here in Uckfield in 1981 which will include all sorts of stuff Elephant Man, Long Good Friday I should save the surprise really shouldn't I who knows it might work can't be worse than last week's show (laughs) let's face it I think I've got a handle where the buttons are now again So let's start off with Honey Blood.
Honeyblood, I'd rather be anywhere but here. I don't think I mean that. Um, it, the only the only reason I wouldn't want to be in here is because it's incredibly hot. The uh, air conditioning is still faulty, according to the sign, and it's dripping. I don't know, but I know it's very warm in here. Uh, so please get in touch with the show uh, at Kevin Markwick on Twitter. You can do that. You can go to Twitter if you have a tweeting-based uh, account. Uh, you can hit me up there, interact with the show, or you can go to the Facebook page, the Kevin Markwick Show, which every week I say the same thing. I'm gonna, I'm, <laughs> I need to refresh it. Basically, it's a bit like, um, you know, Facebook. Well, social media is really hard work keeping that going. It really, really is. Anyway, um, you can go there. You can go to Twitter at Kevin Markwick, or you can even we've got this kind of webcammy thing. Here, you can go to the uckfieldfm.co.uk website uh, and you can interact with the show. Uh, I already see Phil in Los Angeles is listening. You see, our listenership is far and wide, all the way to the west coast of America, where I believe it must be, was it, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. It's lunchtime. This is the lunchtime show in Los Angeles. I don't know. Works for me. Uh, I think you can email the show as well, uckfieldfm.co.uk or uh, no, something at, <laughs> oh, studio at uckfieldfm.co.uk. There are any numbers of ways that you can beg uh, the station to take me off the air. So uh, the fortnightly show means I should have a good show for you, hopefully. Uh, it means I've had a bit of time to work on it. Um, and I think it should be quite good. I hope so anyway. Um so, uh, what was we, oh, I was going to play you next. Um, also, uh, we were sad to hear of the death of Jonathan Demme, one of the great uh, American uh, film directors, director of Silence of the Lambs, uh, Something Wild, which is one of my absolute favourites. And uh, the rather uh, underappreciated Melvin and Howard, actually, if you've not seen that, you should perhaps go and find that, uh, which was allegedly based on a true story to do with uh, Howard Hughes and how he left all his money to a sort of a redneck wastrel. Um, it was the film that kind of made a star of uh, What's Her Face? <laughs> Here we go again. Radio for older people. Um, yes, Mary Steenburgen. Oh, thank goodness. Because uh, she was rather excellent in that. Anyway, what I'm going to do is play you a track from the Talking Heads uh, documentary, uh, Stop Making Sense, which by most people's uh, um, yardstick is one of the great um, rock documentaries ever made. This is the wonderful Slippery People. Yeah. 
Slippery People from the uh, soundtrack to um, Stop Making Sense from 1984. Uh, now we're going to have a commercial break and when we come back uh, we're going to have a bit of saucy George Formby. Stand by for launching. It's Zoom with three new flavors and free picture cards. Start collecting famous aircraft. There's a free card with every Zoom on sale now. Summer comes round, off to the sea I go. I don't care if I do spend a pound, I'm rather rash, I know. See me dressed like all the sports, in my blazer and a pair of shorts, with me little stick of black rock. Along the promenade I stroll. It may be sticky, but I never complain. It's nice to have a nibble at it now and again. Every day, wherever I stray, the kids all round me flock. One afternoon, the band conductor up on this stand somehow lost his baton, it flew out of his hand. So I jumped in this place and then conducted the band with my little stick of black bull rock. With me little stick of black bull rock Along the promenade I stroll In my pocket it got stuck I could tell Cause when I pulled it out I pulled my shirt off as well Every day, wherever I stray The kids all round me flock A girl while bathing clung to me My wits had to use she cried, I'm drowning, and to save me, you won't refuse. I said, well, if you're drowning, then I don't want to lose me little stick of black bull rock with me little stick of black bull rock. Along the promenade I strolled. In the ballroom I went dancing each night. No wonder every girl I danced with stuck to me tight. Every day. Wherever I stray, the kids all round me flock. A fella took me photograph, it cost one and three. I said, when it was done, is that supposed to be me? You've properly mucked it up, the only thing I can see is me little stick of black bull rock. George Formby from 1937, My Little Stick of Blackpool Rock. Uh, allegedly, apparently, banned by the BBC. Uh, you know, because, uh, well, it is pretty saucy if it isn't. I think we've lost the art of the double entendre, and I guess that was the only 
only avenue open to them, but I'm a big fan of the double entendre. I always try and slip one in where I can. Uh, now, so still to come, we've got some um, broken social scene, uh, some Ivor Cutler. Then we move into the film part of the show with the real kids, uh, Sweet, and some Jerry Goldsmith and all sorts of stuff. In the interim, here's some Leo Sayer. In a pile outside the door I tried and tried But I just can't remember what they're for The world outside is tugging Like a beggar at my sleeve Now that's much too old A story to believe share of me Even though you take such good care of me Now you say Morocco That makes me smile I haven't seen Morocco a long, long while Dreams are rolling down Places in my mind I've just had a taste Of something fine The future hides And the pasture slides England lies between Floating in a silver mist So cold and so clean California's shaking like some angry child will Who has asked for love and is unanswered still And you know that I'm looking back carefully Cause I know that there's still something there for me But you said Morocco And you made me smile And it hasn't been that easy For a long, long while Looking back into your eyes Oh, I saw them really shine And giving me a taste of something fine Something fine Now if you see Morocco Oh, I know you'll go in style I may not see Morocco For a little while While you're there I was hoping you might keep it in your mind To save me just a taste of something fine Something fine 
That's Leo Sayer, Something Fine, which is actually a Jackson Brown song, um, which was on the self-titled album Leo Sayer in 1978. It's kind of a, a bit of a gem, I think. Uh, he did have a great voice, Leo Sayer. Um, and actually playing on that is Fleetwood Mac's Lindsay Buckingham on guitar and vocals. Uh, I've always had a soft spot for his... Um, rendition of that track uh i was going to say something to you but i can't remember what it was must have been important uh anyway here's the canadian outfit broken social scene and halfway home
broken social scene. Uh, they play the Brixton Academy on May the 24th and then they're off around Europe and then it's festival time. Like, it seems to be for everybody if you want to see them. At the moment, you've got to stand in a muddy field and not be able to have a wee. Uh, Anne mentions on the... Um, on the messaging that she didn't realise Leo Sayer could sound so good. That's absolutely true. I think he did have a wonderful voice and he got a bit sort of weighed down by some of that uh, pop stuff. But actually, if you go back and listen to um, uh, the one about, you know, um, oh. <laughs> everybody knows down Lightfoot Grove, you got to leap across the street. Oh, dear, one-man band. Go and listen to that again, actually. It's, it's a very simple pop song that works incredibly well. But that track's always stayed with me. Um, my brother and I used to go and see him. My brother was a big fan of Leo Sayer. So he'd always drag me down to Brighton to see him when he was on tour, being a sort of a local boy. Uh, I'm running over time, as usual, but I was determined to get this in before uh, we have to go to a break. It's the wonderful Ivor Cutler. <laughs> I believe in bugs, I truly believe in bugs If you come round to my restaurant at half past four You can see the little buggies walking round on the floor singing I believe in bugs, I truly believe in bugs See their happy faces as they swagger along Shaking at their tonsils as they belt out their song singing I believe in bugs, I truly believe in bugs when you squat down at the seaside for a snack on the beach You can hear the buggies chortle as they jump out of reach I believe in bugs I truly believe in bugs Lying in the silken ground one day I shall sense the buggies wriggle as they eat me away singing I believe in bugs I truly believe in bugs I truly believe in bugs. A warm welcome to you all. Hope you'll thoroughly enjoy our programme. So it's time for the film part of the show, uh, where we play music from films, funnily enough. Because we're on the radio. If we showed you clips, it would get very boring very quickly. So I'm going to play you a couple of popish like tracks first, and then we're going to go into a bit about the Alien franchise, and then the Time Tunnel, and then a few more bits. And uh, it uh, hopefully, hopefully, it's something you'll enjoy. So I'm going to start off with uh, the Real Kids from Free Fire. <laughs> Free Fire. <sighs> it's called Do the Boob, which uh, would be about right. Round boss, look at 
kids do the boob now when i wasn't tripping over my words what i was trying to impart was i was just going to play you a couple of tracks from recent films that used uh, other music very effectively and that was one of them ben wheatley's free fire his kind of everybody kills everybody else thriller um very effective uh, set in america but all shot in a warehouse in brighton so uh kind of uh, well, he's a local filmmaker based in brighton um and it was very entertaining now, uh, the other one, of course, is Guardians of the Galaxy, which came out and took whoa, massive amounts of money the weekend before last because of all that lovely, lovely, lovely drizzly rain over the bank holiday weekend. I know, I'm a misery. And actually, uh, Sweet, Fox on the Run, which is one of the few bands, uh, glam bands in the 70s, we're still allowed to play. <laughs>
Fox on the Run, uh, Sweet, who were one of the big glam bands of the 70s, seems to have set off a wave of nostalgia amongst some of our listeners. Um, my favourite one was Blockbuster, that's the one I like, which I always think of when I see the drain van go by for some reason. Uh, so, that's actually used in the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, 2, Volume 2 soundtrack. Um, obviously one of the big features of the first one was this uh, really cool 70s soundtrack. So, what am I going to do now? I'm going to talk about Alien, actually. Uh, it's been 38 years since Ridley Scott's second film as director, Alien, literally burst onto cinema screens and changed the horror sci-fi genre forever. Uh, in terms of originality, very little has come close in the intervening years, uh, especially in science fiction, except perhaps Scott's next film, Blade Runner. It was an extraordinary creative double whammy, Blade Runner, though, made little impact at the box office. Alien, on the other hand, was literally and figuratively a monster hit. The ultimate monster loose in the house film, with extra thick layers of menace via H.R. Giger's slippery, dripping biomechanical set design, Jerry Goldsmith's terrifying score, and an iconic hero in Sigourney Weaver's Ripley. It was the first film to show deep space travel as a grungy, matter-of-fact industrial job. James Cameron quite rightly made no attempt to replicate it and moved the story into the action movie genre for the follow-up Aliens in 1986. This week sees the release of Ridley Scott's latest journey into what has become, if we're honest, um, a rather confused and messy franchise. Alien Covenant certainly looks promising and may go some way to making up for the dog's dinner that was Prometheus, although Michael Fassbinder's synthetic has returned, so let's wait and see. Um... So to mark the release, here are three pieces of music from each of the Ridley Scott films in the franchise. We'll skip Aliens, which belongs in that rare collection of equally as good sequels, gloss over the daft disappointment that was Alien 3, which was no indication as to what genius was to come from David Fincher later on, and the miscast misfire that was Alien Resurrection. In every case, Weaver is the best thing in the movie, so we'll miss her in this one. I haven't actually had a chance to see it, so... Uh Anyway, this first piece is the end title cue from Jerry Goldsmith's score for Alien.
a more rousing version of the alien theme uh, on the end title than you hear at the beginning, which is a lot more menace uh, attached to it, especially those fantastic opening credit sequence where the letters slowly make the word alien. Still really, really effective. Ridley Scott waited 33 years before becoming involved in the world of Alien again. Uh, Prometheus made little or no sense, and believe me, I've tried. Uh, I even sat through it again last week just to make sure. It makes more sense if you read the plot description on Wikipedia, but, you know, basically a prequel that suggests... um, I think it suggests humans were created by travelling space people called engineers. Uh, people go to a moon, they land it on, they go rushing in, blah, 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 who knows. Anyway, as so often happens with big-budget studio films, given the obvious amount of money and time spent on the picture, you think they take more care over the script. But uh, it's no no surprise there. Uh, and it looked beautiful. I mean, it sounded amazing. The, um, the digital sound is just extraordinary on it. Uh, just a shame they couldn't make a, a better film. Uh, and the music was by Mark Streitenfield, although there was additional music by Harry Gregson-Williams, which is the bit I'm going to play you now. It's a rather good cue called Life, which I believe is the first cue in the film. Life by Harry Gregson-Williams from the soundtrack of Prometheus. 
Now, Prometheus must have made enough money for Fox to give him the confidence to make Alien Covenant with Scott, and it arrives in cinemas this Friday. I don't know um, about you, but I try and avoid too many trailers and reviews until I've seen the film, which is quite tricky in my business, I'll tell you. Uh, so I don't actually know that much about it. In fact, you even have to give the uh, track names on the soundtrack album a bit of a wide berth, you know, because they have titles like, Our Hero Dies! <laughs> or, It's a Man! Um, <laughs> anyway, uh, I risked it for you, dear listener. Uh, Jed Kurzel has written the score. Kurzel has been making a name for himself with uh, some great film music, not least his score for Slow West. Uh, and this is a short cue called Incubation. Three guesses what's going on here then. flavour of Alien Covenant which arrives in cinemas on Friday and I'm a bit excited I have to say. Uh, now we're going to have a commercial break and when we come back it's time tunnel time. Does that work? I'm not sure it does but it is. New! Banana Chop Sunday. Banana Chop Sunday. We have banana fruit ice. Dairy ice cream. Covered with chocolate and hazelnuts. What a feast on a stick. Mm-hmm. Banana Chop Sunday with nuts. Kevin Markwick. Why is it that we usually ignore the fourth dimension? You see, we can move in the other three. As the doctor said, up, down, forwards, backwards, sideways. But when it comes to time, we are prisoners. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough roads to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. You maniac! You blow it up! Damn you! God damn you all to hell! Must be some kind of hot tub So here we are in 1981 in Uckfield. Things were exciting then. I had a look at 1981. The two most exciting things that happened that year were Princess Diana got married and Making Your Mind Up won the Eurovision Song Contest. So it wasn't that interesting then. But what was happening at the cinema was a bit strange, I have to say. Uh, we showed a lot of films over the sort of April-May time, and uh, quite a lot of them were already old by that point. This is an interesting point in cinema history. Um, business wasn't very good, if we're honest, uh, or at least not nationally. We've always hung on here, OK? But uh, cinema admissions were declining to their lowest point, and they hit that in 1984. Uh, 
which actually saw the opening of the first multiplex in the UK in Milton Keynes and things. Everyone realised they had to pull their socks up and things got turned around, rather. But in Uckfield in 1981, at this time, uh, we'd had a really busy Easter with Superman 2, which was absolutely enormous. Huge. 2,158 admissions the first week and 1,892 admissions the second week. Now, I'm looking at the actual book here. You might be able to see it in the thing. It's the actual book that my uh, father wrote, actually, uh, with all the admissions in it. And uh, it was huge, and we were so excited, because at the end it said, uh, Superman will return in Superman 3, and we waited three years for it, and it was an absolute dud. So that just goes to show you have to strike while the iron's hot. Uh, we were also shown The Elephant Man, which didn't do as well as you might imagine for a classic film. 34 admissions on Sunday, 74 on Monday. Not great. Picked up a bit towards the weekend. And Hawk the Slayer. Is there anybody out there that remembers Hawk the Slayer? Cheesy, sword and sorcery British film. I bet there isn't. Do you remember Hawk the Slayer? And don't look it up. I mean, you can look it up, but if you don't remember it, you know, that's cheating. Uh, in a double feature with Saturn 3, which is also a strange film with Kirk Douglas, a uh, science fiction film. Uh, the Jazz Singer, Scanners. Nobody came to see Scanners. We had four people in on the Thursday, 37 Friday, picked up a bit on the Saturday. But this, again, is in a sort of acknowledged cult classic by David Cronenberg. Uh, Ordinary People, that did okay. And then turning the page, uh, we had a whole week. This is how desperate we were for decent films. We were showing Mad Max and Friday the 13th in a double feature for a whole seven days. These films, these were films made in the 70s, for goodness sake. Um, did all right on the Sunday, but the rest of the week was uh, rubbish. And then a Convoy, which is already old. Uh, the Mirror Cracked, which is more up our street. <laughs> Coal Miner's Daughter. Two Days on the Deer Hunter. These were desperate times. Doctor Strange Love and the China Syndrome. Now, that is a pretty clever double feature. And if you put that on, say, at the Prince Charles in Leicester Square now, you'd be absolutely packed. However, we had three people on Tuesday, six people on Wednesday, 13 people Thursday, 24 Friday and 56 on Saturday. I think that's a little bit disappointing, don't you? Uh, of being there and a rerun on Flash Gordon. So... This was a strange time, really. We were sort of... Uh, we'd only just converted... Well, we've been two screens now for, what, two two years, three years? And maybe uh, we're still learning how to program it properly. But as the industry declined rapidly at that point, I think it was everybody around us that was letting us down. Anyway, uh, if you've got any memories of 1981, go to the cinema in Upfield. That would be really interesting to hear from you. Uh, or any memories of those films. Or any memory of Hawk the Slayer. That would be quite groovy. But what I've done, rather than listen to me talk on like an idiot, I've actually compiled uh, a sort of a, a mix down of one or two of the good bits from those films that we were showing. So I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy this. How many can you name?
Look of them, I'll bet ten dollars are from Los Angeles. Hey, hey, hippies! Get your butts off the road! I like the globe that flashes red like our Krypton sun, but not this irritating noise. Make way. Did I hear right? That son of a bitch give me an order. Dwayne, take care. Have you organised everything? Yeah, it's coming along. Charlie should be landing about now. Yeah. Cheers. Maybe we should have gone to the airport to meet him. No, play it cool. When the governor of Coca-Cola drops into London, the Queen don't go dashing off to Heathrow, does she? Queen? Yeah, well, you know what I mean. We'll play that up, right? He went to school with Princess Anne, played hockey with her, all that. There's lacrosse at Benedon. Hockey's frightfully vulgar. Yeah, yeah, plenty of that. <laughs> the Yanks love snobbery. They really feel they've arrived in England if the upper classes treat them like shit. Gives them a sense of history. <laughs> yeah. we better check how the chef's progressing. Yeah, that frog can half know about crap. Is your bronchitis? <laughs> Mr. Merrick likes the food here, don't you? Not, not better than what I used. Oh yes. 
Yes, no, I was there. I understood that you'd been flogged. I feel much better now. Oh, that's splendid. Uh, how do you find Mr. Treves? As a teacher, I mean. How long did you and Mr. Treves prepare for this interview? Yes, of course, I understand. Well, it's been a pleasure meeting you, Mr. Merrick. Good day to you. In this typical town, in this comfortable home, three ordinary people are about to live an extraordinary story. It's starting all over again. The lying, the covering up, the disappearing for hours. I will not stand for it. I can't stand it. I really can't. Kind of psychiatrists are you. They all believe in dreams. I do believe in dreams. Only sometimes I want to know what's happening when you're awake. I don't want to see any doctors or counselors. This is my family. But if we have 
problems and we'll solve those problems in the privacy of our own home. I knew something was wrong even before he tried to kill himself. I think it is a very private matter. You never came to the hospital. Now, how do you Conrad, know about the no, hospital? I did come to the hospital, Conrad, and you know that. I just don't know how to deal with it anymore. Why are you asking me? Huh? Why are you trying to make me mad? Why are you mad? No! He provokes people. I would never have let him put electricity in my head. You blame me for the whole thing. Can't you see anything except in terms of how it affects you? Contents check. In them you'll find 145 caliber automatic, two boxes of ammunition, four days concentrated emergency rations, one drug issue containing antibiotics, morphine, vitamin pills, pep pills, sleeping pills, tranquilizer pills, one miniature combination Russian phrase book and Bible. $100 in rubles, $100 in gold, nine packs of chewing gum, one issue of prophylactics, three lipsticks, three pair of nylon stockings. Shoot, a fella could have a pretty good weekend in Vegas with all that stuff. Mr. Garner, do you agree with Ben, or do you think we can stimulate growth through 
temporary incentives. As long as the roots are not severed, all is well, and all will be well in the garden. In the garden? Yes. There we are then. That's my mix from 36 years ago. Uh, a bunch of the films that were showing at the Picture House in Uckfield. Um, how many of them did you see? It was a strange mix, wasn't it? Of old and new. And that's kind of the way it was for quite some time around that period. But how many did you recognise? Uh, we started off with Convoy, obviously, C.W. McCall, uh, which was the Sam Peckinpah picture with Chris Christopherson. Um, it was directed by... Uh, did I say Sam Peckinpah? I said that already, didn't I? <laughs> Superman 2. Uh, that voice you heard there was um, Terence Stamp, mostly, as uh, General Zod. And that's that strange thing where it was John Williams' music, but it had been rearranged by Ken Thorne. It was a thankless task, I should think. Then The Long Good Friday, which I omitted to mention in my run-in. Uh, you heard Bob Hoskins and Helen Mirren, directed by John McKenzie, very influential British gangster film. Uh, and that music, actually very effective music, by Francis Monkman. Then you heard The Elephant Man, a uh, beautiful theme by John Morris. And the voices you heard were John Hurt, John Gilgood and Anthony Hopkins, directed, of course, by David Lynch um, in glorious black-and-white cinemascope. Very, very affecting film. Then a short stab of the trailer from Ordinary People. Uh, and you heard Donald Sutherland, Mary Tyler Moore and Judd Hirsch. A bunch of Academy Awards. Uh, it was actually uh, an Academy Award for the director, um, Robert Redford and Mary Tyler Moore, playing against type because she'd always been the sort of kooky-dookie, I suppose, 70s kind of um, kooky-dookie type, playing this rather austere mother. Um, then you heard Coal Miner's Daughter, Sissy Spacek won the Academy Award for her portrayal as Loretta Lynn, and there was Tommy Lee Jones in there as well. Then a little short, one of my favourite tiny bits from Dr Strangelove, Slim Pickens reading out the uh, survival kit, Kubrick's classic Cold War uh, comedy, uh, black comedy of course. And then finally being there, uh, Hal Ashby's masterpiece really, with Peter Sellers as Chance the Gardener and Jack Warden as the President. 
um, got an Oscar for Melvin Douglas. And it's kind of timely, really, because it's uh, about an idiot who's about to be uh, voted into high office in America. Can't imagine how that would happen in real life, can you? Anyway, so we've got... Um, a commercial break hope you enjoyed that do let me know whether it worked for you or didn't work for you we'll have another time tunnel in a couple of weeks uh i've got to take a break i'm probably miles past my time and when we come back some more film music and then more other lovely music oh i'm worn out now Kevin Markwick. 105 Uckfield FM. You're listening to Kevin Markwick. It's a Monday night here on Uckfield FM. This is the film hour of my strange version of a radio show. Uh, and I wanted to continue the 81 a little bit, uh, even though it wasn't 1981, because the film was made in 79, I believe. Uh, this is uh, Brian May, no relation, score from Mad Max. I love the B-movie vibe in this. love that that's brian may's score for mad max the 1979 film that was so popular it was still playing in uckfield in 1981 uh the film that won the academy award for best score that year was um fame which was uh by michelle legrand so i thought i'd give you uh, irene cara a run out because it's a rather pleasant song called out here on my own sometimes i wonder Alone out here on my 
rising star to guide me far and shine me home It was Michelle Gore, Gore, wasn't it? Not Michelle Legrand. That's from Fame, uh, out here on my own. Irene Cara singing. I always thought that was a better song than Fame, actually. Uh, But what what do I know? So that was Alan Parker, of course, directed that. Um, We were all big fans of Alan Parker in those days, and he had a kind of run of hits. I think Fame was probably his biggest hit. I'm not entirely sure, Um, but it was certainly a pretty big hit. And uh, what actually projected him into the big time was Midnight Express in 1979. So here is the very forceful Giorgio Moroder music from Midnight Express to take us into the ad break. uh, And then lots of lovely, lovely music after that.
Giorgio Moroder's theme from Midnight Express. William Heiss, no do, no do. Had a big impact on us at the time, that film. I'm not sure how it would stand up today. Is it still as scary? I know that beginning bit in the airport, the sweaty bit. Um, probably still quite terrifying. But he made a lot of cool films, didn't he? Midnight Express, Bugsy Malone, Fame, Shoot the Moon, kind of divorce movie, Pink Floyd, The Wall, Birdie. That was a strange affair. Um, Angel Heart, probably the coolest film, isn't it? Angel Heart, you're going to burn for this angel and all that stuff. Okay, so that's it. I hope that was um, some of those tracks have also given you some context into the 1981 bits that I was talking about as well. Um, that's the wonderful thing about movies, is that one thing leads to another, and you can look at this and you can look at that, and uh, you learn an awful lot if you just, you know, follow the trail from one to the other. Uh, most exciting thing in the world, frankly, as far as I'm concerned. So we'll have a break, and then when we come back, some uh, stuff in Stevens. Kevin Markwick.
Sufjan Stevens uh, from the album uh, the Carrie and Lowell LP. Uh, now, uh, it's just basically, hopefully, some good records between now and what we media DJ types call the top of the hour uh, or the end of the show to you and me, really, normally. Uh, so I'm going to keep going with uh, Corrine Polwart, a Scottish singer-songwriter. This is from her 2012 LP, uh, Traces. It's called Half a Mile.
bridges and ditches The blistering hogweed and the ragged bulrushes How we rake through the hedges and ditches The blistering hogweed and the ragged bulrushes I'm a feller with a heart of gold with the ways of a gentleman, I've been told. The kind of a feller that wouldn't even harm a flea. But if me and a certain character met, the guy that invented the cigarette, I'd murder that son of a gun in the first degree. Now, it ain't cause that I don't smoke myself, and I don't reckon they hinder your health. I've smoked them all my life, and I ain't dead yet. But nicotine slaves are all the same at a patent party or a poker game. Everything's got to stop while they have that cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette Puff, 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 and if you smoke yourself to death Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate That you hates to make him wait But you just gotta have another cigarette On a game of chance the other night, old Dame Fortune was doing me right. The kings and the queens, they just kept on coming around. 
Then I got a full and I bet it high, but my bluff didn't work on a certain guy. He just kept on a raising and a laying the money down. He'd raise me and I'd raise him. I sweated blood. I got a sink or swim. He finally called and then didn't raise the bet. I said, Ace is full, pal. How about you? And he said, well, I'll tell you in just a minute or two. But right now, I just got to have a cigarette. Smoke, smoke, smoke that cigarette. Puff, puff, puff. And if you smoke yourself to death. Tell St. Peter at the Golden Gate that you hates to make him wait. But you just got to have another cigarette. The night I had a date with the cutest little girl in the 48 states, a hybrid uptown fancy little date. Now she said she loved me and it seemed to me that things were just about like they ought to be, so hand in hand we strolled down Lover's Lane. She was oh so far from a chunk of ice and our smooching party was going real nice, so help me Hannah, I think I'd have been there yet. But I give her a kiss and a little squeeze and she said, Tex, excuse me please, but I just gotta have another cigarette. Tex Williams, smoke, 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 brackets, that cigarette, which I can feel very smug about because it's nearly six years since I gave up smoking. Well done, me. Uh, before that, you heard Kareen Polwart um, from the 2012 LP Traces, Half a Mile. Uh, we've got a couple more tracks to go. Uh, then we'll have an ad break and then it's almost over. So uh, I'm going to play you Rachel Safira, one half of the duo Cat's Eye. And this is called Front Door. And I 
Rachel Severa, front door. Uh, she's one half of the duo Cat's Eye, who did uh, such sterling work on that amazing film, uh, Duke of Burgundy, which you may have seen. Hello, are you out there? Have you seen it? Have you seen Hawk the Slayer? What was the one I asked you last week, do you remember? Nobody owned up to that one either. OK, so it's getting on. We're nearly there. It's nearly over. Uh, you've been listening to Kevin Markwick on Uckfield FM Monday night. Now, we're on all turn at Monday nights. Um, and like I said last week, if I'd done my homework, I knew who was on the alternate Monday night. <sighs> anyway, so um, what we've got to do is take a break. And then I've got a couple more bits, or maybe one more bit, depending on my appalling back timing, which has been going on tonight. <laughs> Again, that's, uh, you know, DJ speak for getting the time wrong. Um, so I'm going to play you this uh, ad break, and then we've got some stuff just to take us up to the news at 11 o'clock. 105 Hey, we've had worse shows. That's it. I'm going to play you out with a bit of Burt Kempfer. That's something you don't hear every day. One of my uh, beloved non-sync classics, which if you're a regular listener to the show, or have been, then you'll know what I'm talking about. Music we used to play in the cinema on a scratchy old disc. This and Burt Kempfert. Did I say this was Burt Kempfert? This is Burt Kempfert. James Last is what I meant. You know. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed the show. It really does mean a lot to me that you listen. And I hope you enjoyed it. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello. I do a stereo kiss, but I can't, I don't think, on this mic. Probably for the best. Anyway, thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. I leave you with the news from The Guardian. A matter of rejoicing, I believe. Eating cheese does not raise risk of heart attack or stroke, study finds. So I'm off for a really thick cheese sandwich, a double espresso, and a horror movie. I should have absolutely no trouble in sleeping. So once again, thanks for listening. It's been great. I'll see you in a couple of weeks' time. I love you all. Bye.